Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Chris? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I feel sick. Oh. <laughs> I've had a, bad, had a bad few days. Um, so if you just, if, ladies and gentlemen, you hear me fall off and there's a banging noise, then that's why. Um, I'm a little bit ill, but I'm going to get through this. I, the, the podcast, the Born Japan podcast, stops for no reason. Mm. This train don't stop. I will get through it. <laughs> you make it sound like the podcast stops for no reason. It frequently stops for no reason because we're not very good at doing it. But, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm gutted that you're in agony and not feeling very well. I had a poorly neck uh, last week, uh, and um, I've got something called wry neck every now and again, oh my God. where my neck just sprains for no reason. Um, and That's surely uh, a sign of old age. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe, but it happened for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, this is very painful." Like I was like in tears, like screaming, because uh, it felt like is my it because head you're always off. always hunched over a microphone doing oh. DJing. Yeah, always down the gym, mate. Always down the gym. That's me. Yeah, I don't know to be honest. Um, yeah, but uh, well, I hope you feel better soon, uh, Chris. All fever, fever, fever pitch, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I woke up last night and I was on fire. I, it was really scary. I've never been that hot in all my life. Mm. I was just under the duvet. I woke up at about 3am and I just felt like I was in an onsen, like in a hot spring or something. <laughs> and it was really creepy. And then like half an hour later, I was shivering and I was cold and it was awful. Um, on the upside, I am in Yamagata at the moment and I'm catching up with Natsuki. Just got a haircut from the man himself. Ah. And... Uh, yeah, so it swings and roundabouts, it's not all bad. I'm actually in the Ryokan, the, the traditional Japanese inn, where you lost all my cider 18 months ago. I didn't lose it, I had it. Gave it I'm, away. I gave it away, because I am Needlessly a, giving, gave it away. I'm a giving man. I gave it to another radio DJ, so game <laughs> recognises game, Chris, and that radio DJ needed my, uh, needed my, uh, my cider. And he got it. He did enjoy it, though. I think he made his week, so <laughs> okay. he did something noble. <laughs> coming, to, coming to rural Japan and dishing out, Dish out bottles cider. of British cider. <laughs> man, eh? It was a good week. It was, uh, we, we met so many different people. Um, but it's nice that, for once, usually you're just in a, like a 
a faceless hotel somewhere in Tokyo, but now you're uh, actually in a, a ryokan that I actually recognise. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly what the rooms are like. That's right. I got. I, I think in last week's podcast, I started complaining about how I needed to escape Tokyo, and those yeah. people messaged me after the podcast uh, on various ways, saying, "I hope you're all right, Chris. You know, take care of your mental health. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm I'm going to live." Uh, it's true. It's true. I was. A bit fed up of Tokyo, but it wasn't to the detriment of my health. Don't worry. Um, there's, there's greater things in the world to worry about. We do. Still. <laughs> we, are prone occasionally, nice. we are prone occasionally to hyperbole, and uh, people <laughs> do sometimes take it at face value, and you always go, I'm fine. <laughs> Honestly, it's fine. If I say I'm a little bit... I've got, I've got a bit of trepidation about a particular subject. Like, have you got anxiety, Pete? Um, these are the techniques that I <laughs> overcame my anxiety. I'm like, I, I think I'm all right. But thank you. Uh, it's nice that everybody th- cares for other people and their fellow man and woman. Yeah, it's. I think doing this uh, where you're in contact with like hundreds of people a week, yeah, it, you kind of see the best and worst in, in, in humanity. So obviously, mm. lots of people giving me nice comments and things all the time. But at the same time, it can go the other way. Um, as you learned with YouTube comments, it can be quite nasty. I actually. Um, Last week I put out a video, it's called How I Make YouTube Videos. It was kind of a yeah. behind-the-scenes look at what I, how I do it, right? Um, but the comments were just saturated with like, really unpleasant, abusive comments. I didn't, I didn't really mind, it was quite funny, and to be fair, it was justified. I went to film the video in a studio at 9am, um, so I was kind of bleary-eyed, my face was all red, and we used these really bad like studio lights mm. that just made my face look really crap. I look like an angry <laughs> strawberry throughout the whole video, and I look awful. <laughs> and loads of people in the comments were like, you look stoned, you look awful, you should get some rest, you know. So I that, mean, wasn't, I, that Chris, wasn't so good. Chris, that's something I've been telling you for a long time. You should get some rest, because you have terrible sleeping habits and terrible sleeping patterns. You drink too much coffee, but you've always looked very nice when I've seen you, so it's all right. Yeah, it was a one-off. I, I, what one-off. I learned is don't ever sit in front of studio lights at 9am. They were like one <laughs> no. metre from my face. I, I imagine you've done it a few times. Oh, mate, like, 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 yeah, but and I'm a good uh, few years older than you. I've got, um, we've had like uh, the Football Ramble uh, podcast, the football podcast I do. Um, we're heading out on tour pretty soon and uh, we had to have uh, our photographs mm-hmm. taken. I'm like, and they're like, yeah, so come in at nine o'clock. I'm going, I'm not coming at nine o'clock because... Everyone looks dreadful when they've just got up. I get up at like nine o'clock. So for me getting up an hour earlier and just going straight into a, you know, getting my face oversaturated. In the end, I just took my top off and just just let the muscles do the work. (laughs) What I will say to anyone ever doing anything in front of a camera, like if you ever start your own YouTube channel, don't film in the morning, ever. Because you will look like crap and you will be bleary eyed and you won't be able to talk properly. Have you I ever... actually film most of my videos from like 3 pm onwards. Yeah. Because by that point, I've had lunch, I've woken up a bit, I've had mm. three at least three to four coffees and I'm ready to roll. Even um, so... even even stuff like voiceovers and stuff. If I go to, if I make the decision to go in really early to do like a voice, I do like a Discovery Channel voiceover every week. And, and if I go in at like nine o'clock rather than, I don't know, 8 pm at night. Like, I can't actually do the stuff I'm there to do. I can't read, for one, because I've just got up. Um, <laughs> and my delivery's terrible. So it it does... It's weird. You do... You think of, like, voice stuff, and you think of, like, your voice just working. You do actually have a have a bit of a run... You, you do need a bit of a run-up to it, I think, in certain ways. Absolutely. I mean, that's quite interesting, hearing that, given you're a 
you're technically a professional. You're a top London radio DJ. So I know, I thought right? At any time of day, you'd be able to rock up in front of a microphone and hit the ground running. Well, but, I'm, a, uh, I'm a little bit concerned. that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about... Um me, uh, I've got a re- me. I'm a little concerned about me tonight. Uh, I've got a radio show at four p.m. this afternoon, but I'm just go- I'm going to get a tattoo. Right. I'm going to start Ooh. a tattoo anyway on my leg, a little Newcastle United uh, logo. Um, the um, a mate's uh, missus is a really good tattooist. I was like, oh, brilliant! Let's get her to do it. And um, so I'm going there, and then I'm running straight to work. And I'm thinking, the last time I had my shin tattooed, it was incredibly painful, and I nearly passed out. <laughs> <laughs> when I really? when I got back because it's just the vibrations on your bone it's like oh that really sends sends it through you but um, hopefully I'll be all right I think I just need what to eat what does it take well how many tattoos you got now what's this what's the total oh I don't know um, hang on uh, <laughs> you don't even know one two three four on my right leg they're all my legs that's the thing isn't Bloody it hell. and three no two on my left so one one of which I think we've discussed was done in a house in uh, Ibisu. Yes, I, and yet I still haven't got one myself. I, I know that one out. You big pony. <laughs> I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Now, last week uh, we did discuss. I can't remember even how it came up. We talked about the Abroad in Japan video game. I think brilliant was, idea. I think it was probably something to do with me shouting the word "judge eyes" all the time. Which actually, there's news on "judge eyes." Judge eyes. I can't remember what it's called in the West uh, from the Yakuza guys. Um, the bloke who um, plays one of the roles, a fairly prominent role, uh, he's also the voice of Olaf in Frozen, which is probably more problematic for the Disney Corporation. Um, he got caught with a couple of grams of cocaine, I think, and he um, oh, has no. obviously been. Um, Completely, um, he's, he's non communicado now, uh, and he's just persona non grata, etc. Uh, and so they don't want to use him anymore in the video game, um, which is a bit rich because they've made so many games about the Yakuza. <laughs> it's a bit bloody rich. A man found with a couple of grams of cocaine. Obviously, Japan's got very um, restrictive uh, uh, drug uh, policies, and if you get caught with drugs, you're in big, big trouble. But, um, yeah, artists get. Uh, get completely um, ruined by uh, any connection with drugs, even though a lot of the like industry's presumably underpinned by a lot of uh, organised crime anywhere. Weird. Well, I feel like you cursed it just by the sheer number of times you said Judge Eyes last Judge Eyes! The same way people say Macbeth. To, to curse <laughs> is by using Macbeth over and over. <laughs> to to be fair, like, Judge Eyes. Thinking about Judge Eyes. No, I mean, it's cancelled, isn't his, it? So. Well, it's not cancelled. I think they're just going to replace him. They'll, re, they'll re-motion track him, I think. Or, it just sounds like a bit of a nightmare to go through just because... You know, one of the actors happens to be a bit, you know, have a bit of a problem. Or whether he has a problem or not, he might like it, I don't know. But he, uh, but it's just humorous that... Um, I think it's more problematic when you look at the fact that he does play Olaf, a man made of white powder, <laughs> in the Disney film Frozen. <laughs> he does the Japanese uh, voiceover for that. So, uh, yeah, so that was probably more problematic. So he, he won't be in the next Frozen, I imagine. Brilliantly ironic. Brilliantly ironic. I actually played Yakuza for the first time last week, and I have to say, wow. I didn't like it, because yeah. it just felt like watching a film. Like, there's cutscenes that talking. go on for about 40 minutes, a lot of talking, and then you get, like, a little bit of the game, and you walk through a very, like, photorealistic-looking kabuki-cho in Shinjuku, mm. and it looks really good, but then there's another cutscene that's 40 minutes long, and I just got really bored. I which, one, thought, which one did you play? This isn't a game, this is just like watching a film. Well, that, that's most JRPGs, isn't it? It's like, they always bore, so oh, we've got, like, 60 hours of um, sixty hours of footage, and you're like, let me play it, all right? Let me bloody play it, for crying out loud. <laughs> which one did you play? Did you play 6 or 0? Uh, I think it was, it's the one in Onomichi. So whichever one that is. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't in know. Hiroshima. 
Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we did have some ideas. So people sent in some ideas for the Abroad in Japan video game. Um, the first one comes from Graham. Graham from Canada. He says, I think your video game could be a side-scrolling 8-bit game where you play as Chris fighting against the evil Risotto and his minions. Charlotte, maybe. Uh, Natsuki would probably be a somewhat helpful NPC aiding you uh, to take on the evil machinations. I don't even know. Evil machinations? Is machinations, that machinations, I think. Or maybe it is Evil machinations of risotto. Yeah. That's a phrase I don't think I'd hear today. Aiding <laughs> uh, Natsuki's NPC, aiding you in the evil machinations of risotto. Pete, maybe you could be a kooky NPC who gets to who gets up to all shenanigans, or possibly an alternate playable character like Luigi in Mario. <gasps> ah, maybe so. I could have a higher jump um, speed slash reach. Um, I think um, what I like about um, this is. Uh, is that Natsuki could give you like a haircut, you know, like in um, Grand Theft Auto, or uh, <laughs> or uh, you could get your haircut from uh, from Natsuki, which would be really cool. Which yeah, it's a nice idea. No real benefit to me as a character, <laughs> just more aesthetically pleasing. There was there um, was an, there was another person who actually emailed um, a, a plan. Um, it was it was so complex and so well rounded and well thought out. It was kind of like. A, I think it was like a River City Ransom kind of like fighting game uh, they put together. And Chris, you'll back me up on this. It was literally too long to, long to read out because it was just, it looked like an actual game developer's proposition. <laughs> it looked like we could send that really to somebody bad. now. We could send that to somebody now well, and, and get it fleshed out. <laughs> I feel like really bad we can't read it out. It, is, it was about five pages long of incredible detail of what the Abroad Japan <laughs> video game would entail. It's mission really by mission, it. quest by quest. Yeah. Uh, but we literally have to dedicate an entire podcast <laughs> just to that, to that game. Uh, so I think I'll just email them back instead saying thank you for your effort and... <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Some people went to some great lengths. Uh, we've got another one from Dean. He says, Hi, Chris and Pete. I recently started listening to the podcast, which makes London train journeys a lot more bearable. So thank you for that. Mm. I had an idea for the Abroad Japan video game. How about a 16-bit Castlevania-style game where you could swap between playing as Chris, Pete, Natsuki and Ryotaro? Ryotaro would have the special ability of throwing plates of risotto at enemies. <laughs> Natsuki. <laughs> Natsuki would create a smokescreen using marble reds uh, causing instant death to any enemy that touches it. Chris would have a special ability of using a bicycle to move at triple speed <laughs> through the levels, and Pete would be able to clear a screen of enemies using his super voiceover power to convince the enemies to all explode at once. Dean. Oh, that's, wow. That's actually, so I see that working rather well. So if this was like Skyrim, I would have a really good conversational... Um yeah, and I've absolutely mugged myself off there by not being able to finish that sentence properly. Again, it's quite early for me. It's quite hard to start. Uh, you know, just the first thing you do is recording a podcast. But um, in those games where you have a certain um, ability quotient for uh, conversations and you can kind of talk people around, Fallout, Skyrim, Oblivion, and stuff like that. So because of my super voiceover power, I'd be able to, uh, I'd be able to talk everyone into bed or into death. <laughs> I'm not sure which is the best power. I think mine is the most lacklustre. Triple mm. speed bicycle. I'm, th- I'm pretty <laughs> enticed by the idea of Riotaro throwing plates of risotto. Yeah, and, and Natsuki's death cloud of marble red smoke. I'm, I'm thinking death. I'm thinking uh, sort of uh, the computing power of whatever device this actually ends up on. Um, I'm thinking the cloud. <laughs> Natsuki's, Natsuki's, bit, so. Natsuki's cloud would probably be more um, computationally uh, difficult because we're, we're talking like smoke rendering, translucency. Very um, CPU uh, intensive uh, 
product. Well, it's, so you'd be used it's sparingly. a 16-bit game, so I don't know yeah. how much power it would require. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, Chris, bit. it's the only way I'm ever going to get into a video game. So I am all for it. <laughs> I'm sending off that guy who sent that really long developer's uh, plan uh, to a developer as we speak. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, thanks guys for sending in your ideas. Some lovely ideas there. Um, <laughs> we probably won't be having an Abroad Japan video game anytime soon, but <laughs> when the day when the day finally comes, we've got some solid some solid plans to to go from. Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Blue dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Are you a YouTuber? Wow. Now, right about now, this season uh, is Sorbetskai season. Oh. What a lot of people don't know is that uh, at the end of the financial year in Japan in April, lots of people change jobs and lots of people move around. Uh, for example, English teachers uh, that I worked with uh, get moved to other schools and teachers around the country get moved on and lots of people move and change roles and change jobs. Yeah. And the name of the party you have uh, when you do leave your company or your job, is called a Sorbetskai. And I came across an article where if 
you are not overly in- liked by your co-workers, what happens is they don't actually throw you a party. And I was talking to a friend oh. recently of somebody who had this happen. So say you didn't get on with the people at Absolute Radio, Pete, they wouldn't throw you a party That's and you might given. get a little bit depressed. Mm. <laughs> uh, in Japan, they've started this new service, a restaurant chain called Gochisomura, where for 4,000 to 5,000 yen, you can get the solo Sebetskai plan where the staff will actually come and sit with you and uh, drink with you and praise you for your hard work and clink your drinks with you and say cheers and give you a little dessert plate thanking you for all your hard work. So you can still kind of pay for the illusion uh, that you're popular, even though you definitely aren't. Oh, it's a nice no. idea, isn't it? How, it is a nice idea, but I mean, who doesn't get a farewell party? Even the most hated of people get farewell parties. They just, you know, people just turn up for one drink and then go. Um... <laughs> The problem with, like, radio and media is that, like, there's just so much turnover because people, you know, pick and choose jobs and stuff. So there's a leaving do every... There's one this weekend. There's one this Friday. I think there's one every Friday. And then mixing in with that, the birthdays, it's, um, yeah, it's just endless uh, farewell parties. But I've never heard of anyone just not getting a farewell party because they're a dick. <laughs> well, if you didn't get a farewell party when you leave Absolute Radio, one day, sometime in the future, would you consider... Paying uh, a restaurant to throw the party for you, Mate, have next, staff next come and sit with you and drink with you. Next time in J- I'm in Japan, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's, just, it's happening. Well, I'm pre-booking it. You could go the full hog and uh, the whole hog and actually like hire a family, hire some friends and family <laughs> to sit with you. So I tell you about the time uh, the, a few years ago. It was really popular uh, to be able to hire your own paparazzi. They oh, would come right, around okay. and take photos of you and make you look like a celebrity. You could, <laughs> if I had a friend who was a bit depressed because nobody had thrown them a party, I would literally pay for them to have uh, fake friends and family for the day. <laughs> I would pay for the paparazzi. I would pay for the solo Sibetskai farewell party. Yeah. Uh, and then just give them this sort of illusion that they're the best person in the world for a day before <laughs> it all comes crashing down 24 hours later. It's all they deserve. I think it'd be a nice gesture. Yeah, I think so. I, I, everyone wants to be... Wanted and loved. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, I mean, looking at this, this is something that just wouldn't work in the UK. Uh, but I do find Japanese people are quite good at being superficial, um, as you mm. might remember from when we went to the snack bar, the hostess bar, right? Mm. We were sitting there doing karaoke, and they take a real interest in you, even though they generally don't care. Uh, it's, it's it's worth really reminding people. In Japanese it's, it's worth remembering people what a snack bar is, like a kind of uh, a bar where just people just wait on you and just light your cigarettes and sit there. It's, 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 a, it's a process and a situation I think you know I am weirdly uncomfortable with, or not even weirdly. I, just, I don't like being waited on at the best of times, uh, especially when, uh, you know, young, younger women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, pr- it's pretty funny seeing it's nothing sexy. face with it's three nothing girls sexy. sitting around you pouring your drinks. Mm. <laughs> but it makes it sound like something, something, in your hand. something incredibly, um, you know, sexual about it. Just it couldn't be less interesting. <laughs> but there's that sort of sense of superficiality to it, right? There's, mm. It just doesn't feel real. But nobody cares, and that's why things like that work in Japan, I guess. I don't know mm. that you can hire friends and family. You can hire a paparazzi, a fake paparazzi group. Uh, I, I should probably do that for a video. That'd, That'd be really good, actually. <laughs> like hire Natsuki some some paparazzi and actually not tell him that, that they're uh, and sort of tell him that they're fans of Natsuki the movie or something. I think he just roll with having trailed through Shibuya by twenty people with cameras. I think I think people who can sort of disconnect that part of their brain that sort of 
it makes them think, oh, this is all nonsense. This is all absolute nonsense. Um, they've got the world, really, because they can go to, like, I don't know, nightclubs in VIP areas and get a big bottle of vodka and not feel like a complete and utter douche. Um, they, can, <laughs> they can go and do these things. That, you know, they go to strip clubs and stuff and not feel like it's the worst place in the world. Like, But I just, I've just never yeah. been able to get there, really. It's just not... A, it's being waited on uh, and, and, and sort of going, look how the big swinging dick. It's just never sat... Never sat very, uh, uh, very easily on my shoulders, so to speak. It's well, nonsense. I'm with you there. I mean, the only, the only reason that I've been to hostess bars, snack bars, so many times is because in the town where I used to live, it was like the, the only form of bar there was. It was actually. open, yeah. Um, so you, you kind of had no choice. You had to go, and yeah, I don't really enjoy having three women sit around me telling me I look like Harry Potter and lighting cigarettes and pouring my whiskey <laughs> for me. It just feels a bit weird. The first time it's kind of fun, you feel like a gangster, but then after that it just feels very superficial. <laughs> there you go. And I'm a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I came across another article this week. Um, that a Japanese family awoke in Tokyo recently uh, and went into their sitting room to find a man in his underwear just sleeping on their floor. Um <laughs> I, a lot of people don't lock their front doors in Japan And you probably should Because this is the sort of thing that could happen um, I don't know if you've ever seen Is it Shibuya Meltdown? The, yes, very, the very good Instagram, Instagram account profile, where yeah. People do horrific things It's quite common, <laughs> you know, people get obliterated yeah. On a bit of alcohol here And then do stupid, stupid crazy things I was in uh, Ebisu the other day And I witnessed a guy, there was three guys And two of them were drinking entire bottles of water And just spitting it and regurgitating it out over their friend's face over and over and i was just sort of standing get involved there. chris i did film it i did film it i'm not going to put it on twitter send it to, to me out their i want to see it i'll send it to you <laughs> all right um it is amazing and i don't know what was going on i don't know why they felt that was appropriate they must have gone through at least three bottles of mineral water uh, that they regurgitated <laughs> over this man's face and then what was left in the bottle they just tipped it over his head as a final insult and he's just sort of standing there leaning against the wall mumbling going uh, because he clearly drunk too much right and almost to the point that he was so drunk he was oblivious to the fact that well, his friends were regurgitating water all over his face hydration is important um, once you've been drinking <laughs> clearly and um so you know people in japan do go a little bit off the rails um but yeah you never really expect someone to come into your house and just fall asleep on your sitting room we don't know how he got there actually because they did claim the owner of the house claimed that the the windows and doors were all locked Right. Uh, there was no signs of a break-in And there was even some theories that he'd actually snuck in before but while the, Before the family got home or something Well, oh, that's spooky Snuck in Which is really creepy I hate the stories uh, where someone's in the, the attic But have you seen the photo? <laughs> there's seen a photo um, the guy put up on Twitter And if you just type in Japanese family wakes up to find stranger uh, into, into Google You'll see it And it's just mm. this guy laying on the floor in his underwear On a banana-shaped pillow that presumably the family owns and the police are surrounding him, writing a report, and he's still asleep, happily asleep. Oh, it is fantastic. The way that um, the, the pillow that he's sleeping on is a banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's enjoyable. Um, yeah, and he's just, he's just completely oblivious. Actually, that happened to me. Uh, we left, I left the door unlocked um, in uh, my house oh, no. in Hartlepool in the northeast of England. And um, we were in like a kind of apartment complex on a little uh, little estate and um 
a, a bloke, uh, a young lad, really, probably about 16. Um, he was pissed. Uh, and he was just like, my mum went, Who, um, who's this Who's this lad? Did you bring him? And I came oh out I came out of my room, and there's just this lad, and he was like cowering. I think he'd taken some drugs or something, but he was just completely lost and scared, like a frightened little mouse. And, he oh said, and she God. said, who is this? I went, I don't bloody know. And she was going, did Peter bring you in? Did Peter let you in? Thinking that I'd <laughs> let him in. I didn't let him in. I don't know who the fuck, who fuck he was. He was just some random kid. Um, but he was just cowering. Um, he eventually left. And I was just like, Jesus. Jesus, Pete, lock the door. <laughs> bloody hell. Standard Tuesday in Hartley Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Lord. And, he, and, he, and he didn't have any trousers on, so uh, similar sort of situation. He didn't feel the need to fall asleep, though, so really? that's good. <laughs> I mean, I always make an effort to lock my door, but when I was... Um, I, I, I know a lot of my foreign, foreigner friends don't actually lock their doors, and I was always mm. amazed by this. They, they were so comfortable with Japan's safety, right? You know, there's not many burglaries there's not much crime and uh, yeah I'm always surprised by how many people don't lock their doors I always do I don't feel comfortable being in my apartment or whatever if the door's unlocked um, yeah so I'm, 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 kind of, I'm kind of the same a little bit I mean to be honest I, I leave my door all the time open and in, in, and I went Soho you know the centre of London which is pretty crimey but um yeah, in Japan, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm a little less, uh, little less bothered. To be honest, to be honest, if if someone wants to come in my flat right now and take a few things, that would be doing me a service because <laughs> it, my flat is a mess, and just removing some of the objects from my flat would help me out. I think. <laughs> help me out, Free robbers. Cleaning service. Yeah, damn right. Taking out all the rubbish. <laughs> um, We've got a question here from Ooh. Rebecca. It's less a question, more an angry remark. Um, oh. Says, hi, Chris and Pete. Really enjoying the podcast. However, I have a question. Why do you always mispronounce Kobe? It's one of those things that's a pet peeve, I suppose. Um, but I can't stand it when people say things like sake instead of sake. Mm. Anyway, just a small criticism for what is otherwise amazing content. Keep up the good work. Rebecca from the Gold Coast in Australia. It's actually pronounced um, Australia. So uh, <laughs> have some respect. It's... <laughs> it's a fair point. I do actually mispronounce a lot of Japanese words. I remember a few years ago, I w- went out with Jun, as in Rachel and Jun, hmm. um, and he kind of pointed out that I kept mispronouncing samurai. Because it's not samurai, it's samurai, isn't it? Samurai. 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 I was like, samurai. <laughs> I was in, samurai, isn't it? I was in a ramen samurai restaurant. Samurai and Kobe. I was in a ramen restaurant um, yesterday, in fact. Maybe actually the day before. It doesn't really matter. Um, and um, Karaage the fried chicken um, I had like fried chicken ramen I'm fairly sure that's not a thing they just put some fried ch- delicious fried chicken in and wrap some ramen for us um, but the woman who served us um, who I believe was like the family's Japanese but and I believe but obviously she's a, a naturalised um, Londoner um, but mm. she was just going karage <laughs> she was going karage and I'm going I'm fairly sure that's not the bloody word karage so um yeah, even even if you are second generation Japanese, you still get it, you know, wrong. Doesn't matter, does it? Uh, exactly. Words I mean, I... and pronunciation are a cage, and language is fluid, and if you pronounce something wrong, it means you've read it rather than you've heard it and repeated it parrot fashion, so that can only be a good thing. Well, I always mispronounce Osaka, right? I say Osaka. Americans say Osaka, whereas I just... It, it's actually Osaka. Osaka. It's like a long Osaka. war sound. Uh, Osaka. Uh, oh, sa- I screw that up a lot. Um, soccer is um, Saka in uh, Japanese, isn't it? Sakoshimasu. Uh, yeah. 
the worst mispronunciation I've ever heard was somebody referred to uh, you know souvenirs in Japanese you say omiyage yeah uh, she said omiyage omiyage oh, oh, omiyage like they'd probably appreciate that because they love the French and that's uh, that sounds a little, a little bit French <laughs> a little bit French omiyage <laughs> I will just for you Rebecca I will make more of an effort um, it's one of those things that I feel like just you know if what I you said mean. it in its Japanese way I think a lot of people wouldn't know it mm. I don't know I feel like maybe people would get confused so maybe that's why I do it or maybe it's just because I'm lazy and rubbish but either way I will make <laughs> a special effort just for you um, we have another, <laughs> another question here from uh, well I'm going to let you read this one out and try and get the name's pronunciation right Pete good luck <laughs> um, hey Pete Chris I am uh, Stan Spelled S-T-I-J-N from Belgium. Uh, if you've never been to Belgium, if you're like an international listener, if you've ever been to, um, if you've never been to um, Belgium, go to Belgium. It is one of my favourite places, one of my favourite countries in the entirety of Europe. Beer, so it? many great. There, there is beer there. There is very strong beer, but uh, yeah, I, I do love a bit of Antwerp, a little bit of um, oh, not mould. What am I thinking of? Either way, just just go to Belgium. Don't go. Don't bother with um, uh, Bruges. Go somewhere else. Oh, but, no. but 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 it's, it's Bruges just, was the best one. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of the. Awesome. I'm trying to think of the city that um, that I really really like, uh, and and why it doesn't trip off the tongue. I don't know. But uh, Bruges. Let me have a look. Not Ostend. I've been there on a ferry. Um, Ghent. Go to Ghent. Uh, Brussels is brilliant. Antwerp's brilliant. Ghent's brilliant. Bruges. Yeah. Go to Ghent. Belgium travel tips with Belgium me. travel tips with me. Um, uh, I'm staying uh, from Belgium. I remember that you said in one of your first podcasts that you're really satisfied by sleeping on a futon. Uh, that made me interested in buying one when my mattress is worn out. Um, is it now still better than those expensive Western beds? Is there any advice uh, you have where I need to pay attention for it about quality or advantages or disadvantages from your experience? Uh, and does Pete also uh, has Pete uh, tried them uh, and does he like them? Thank you a lot. Uh, thank you a lot for the advice and keep up the hard work. Uh, Stan from Belgium. Hmm. You've what do you think of futons? So futons, I, I think the Western idea of a futon, it will be like a hard, kind of like long, sort of almost like a shiz, mm. long guez, as they don't pronounce it. Um, uh, I think <laughs> I think we sort of think of futons as like those kind of fold-out kind of sofas that you turn into a bed. In Japan, that that's not the case. They're just like a thin, very thin mattress, almost like... The mattress is kind of a, a bit like a um, duvet, isn't it? But you're just basically sleeping on the floor. Yeah. But luckily, like the, the, the tatami mats, if they're down, um, they're obviously very soft, and the futon's quite soft as well. And I slept better than I slept in a long time, probably due to jet, due to jet lag as well. But I slept better than I slept in a long time on a futon um, in uh, in Shibuya last time I went, and it was um, it was bloody brilliant. I just they're so relaxing, good for your back as well. I think they have futons in Shibuya. Well, it was, it was an Airbnb. It was it was an off it was an offsite Airbnb I'd negotiated. <laughs> I I mean I'm sleeping on a futon at the moment. The last few days I've been in this uh, ryokan, traditional Japanese inn, and mm. you you end up sleeping on a futon. And I I do actually find I sleep better on a futon than I do in a normal bed. I'm not sure why that is. I think it's because there's that there's something quite cozy about being on the floor, like right. being close to the floor, because you don't feel like <clears throat> I think you feel like the whole floor is your bed rather mm. than just the futon itself especially as you there's no worries about having to roll out or anything 
and fall off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I always sleep really well on them, apart from last night when I had a fever and I felt like I was on fire. But I would never... I think I'd feel a bit weird getting a futon for my apartment if I didn't have tatami mats because the futons I'm using now are on tatami mats and as you said they're kind of soft and nice um, but yeah I think if you just got a wooden floor it would just be a bit weird and a bit odd um, so for that reason if I'm I'd probably just stick to a normal bed mm. I don't know yeah I don't know I think I don't know I guess I would just not get a futon sadly I think um, I wouldn't get a futon because it would be uh, being a Certified Japanophile, it might be seen as a an affectation too far. One would one would suggest. Well, yeah, exactly. If people came round to your apartment in Soho and crawled <laughs> over all the rubbish that you've got over there, <laughs> and then that you welcome them so to your rude. bedroom, and there's just a futon under a pile of crisps and beer cans, I think people are going to be a little bit concerned. To be honest, Chris, gone if, what, if one I, step too far with your Japanophile obsession. If I've gone that far and I've got someone into my bedroom. They're going to experience worse things than <laughs> food. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bloody hell! Ter- <laughs> terrifying note. Why to is end your it body on, so weird? <laughs> <laughs> we will end it there. Um, so, I, as I said uh, earlier on the podcast, I said I'm near Natsuki at the moment. I'm mm. currently hanging out with Natsuki, and I, uh, I'm thinking about doing a little Q and A with him for next week's yeah. podcast, a sort of segment. So. If you have a question, guys, that you'd like to put to Natsuki, go ahead and leave us a comment, message, request, uh, question to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com, and it might appear next week in the Natsuki Q&A segment. But for now, (laughs) no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday or Thursday. I still don't know when the podcast comes out. I don't know. (laughs) Get it right, fever boy. (laughs) It's the fever the fever that did it get well soon Chris thank you Pete bye goodbye everyone catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.